to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. Real stories, real people, real hope. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host. And joining me as always, my hostess with the mostest, my beautiful wife. Her name is... Just Jen. And you're along with us as we're talking uh, real hope. How you doing, Jen? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's a bright, sunshiny day. It's about to get really warm here in California. Yes. But, you know, we're going to uh, weather the heat I love the heat, so bring it. I know you like you like being hot. I'm like a cat. I like to sit in the sun and just lay. <laughs> I love what, it. That's what cats do. Yeah, they just sit in the sun and just lay. Yeah, sometimes they do, right? They always sometimes do. dogs too. Dogs we have, do we have a dog too. at our house. This is a new development. We have a dog at yeah. our house that likes to lay and lounge in the sun. And everybody always says Aspen reminds us of you. What? Yeah. Who says that? Colby and Patrick. And this is the first I'm hearing this. <laughs> yeah. Why does Aspen remind them of me? Not you, me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I got all confused. I thought you were saying that they said that the dog reminded them of me. No. Um, Aspen reminds like them the of me because all Aspen wants to do is just find the sun and just lay. Oh, you know, there's something hope filled mm -hmm. about letting that sunshine beat down in you and just taking a moment to just be. We all need vitamin D. We do. Yes. Right? All right. So I've got a fascinating interview mm -hmm. scheduled for today. Okay. I, I, I just can't wait to talk to this person. Her name is Bonnie, and I'll tell you all about it in a second. But before we jump into that, let's do some funny. Let's do the funny. We are all about funny. So you want to <laughs> go first? I will go first. All right. Okay. Let's, let's, let's hear what you got. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Why do beets always win? Why do beets always win? Yeah, they're winners. I don't have any idea. Why? You have no idea? No. Because they are unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Way to go on that one. I should have gotten that one. Yeah, you should have got they're that one. They're unbeatable. Yeah. But they're beets. I'm a beet. How are they unbeatable when they are a beat? I'm a, I'm a beat. I'm unbeatable. <laughs> I, I'm going to start being a beat. You keep laying in that sun every day like you want to <laughs> do, and you are going to be a beat. I'll tell you that much right now. All right, so you always have a food joke. Yes. I always not have a food joke. Right. All do right. you have a food joke today? No, okay, I don't. Good. It's very rare. that I, See, I don't like competing with you on the food jokes. <laughs> I always lose. All right, so here's my joke. It's you because ready? I always know the answers to all the food jokes. I know, because you're a foodie. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a joke about frogs. Let's frogs. see if you have that answer. I do not. All right. Why are frogs always so happy? See, frogs remind me of you. What? Yeah, because you're always so happy. You're just effervescent. You're a happy. Frog. Yeah. Why are frogs so happy? Frogs are creepy. Why are frogs so happy? Um, because they're hoppy. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that made me laugh. They eat whatever bugs them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that's yeah. Right. I think they just eat flies. Well, flies bug them. Don't flies <laughs> bug you? They bug me. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump in. Um, so get this. One of our former Hope dealers mm -hmm. reached out to us and okay. said, hey, listen, I've got this friend of mine. Her name is Bonnie, and I think she's awesome, and I think she should come on your show. And I'm like, okay, no, no worries. And so I didn't really know anything about Bonnie. Mm -hmm. And then I phoned her up and was chatting with her. 
and literally blown away. Okay. Bonnie has got the best mindset. Like she's just this really uplifting, positive, encouraging person. She works hard to help other people. And this is the most profound thing about her. She is currently homeless sleeping on a concrete bench every night in central Florida and she continues to live her life that way. She she doesn't want to wow. be that way. Yeah. But she she has she did an interview with me. She has Zoom Zoom calls with clients, but just through a series of <laughs> wow. we'll call it unfortunate events, yeah. she's found herself in this situation where she doesn't she's homeless. And so like literally every night she'll she'll describe how she sleeps on this concrete bench and you know, what that's like and weather and what she's trying to accomplish. And she's just got this great positive outlook. It doesn't define her. It's not who she is. It's just her circumstance yeah, right, right now. Right. And uh, oh, anyway, I, I can't oh, wait I'm for excited. you. To, I can't wait for yeah. you to hear it. So I'm, I'm going to call her up right now and get her on the line. All right. Let's do it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Bonnie Hardy. Hello, Bonnie. How you doing today? How's it going, Sean? What's going on? Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday to you as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the Hope Radio podcast. I really appreciate you making the time to uh, be a hope dealer for our audience. So thank you so much. Uh, no worries. Um, it is kind of cutting out just a little bit, but I hope we get through this perfectly okay today. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm sure that we will. And, um, you know, hey, if it's a little challenge here and there, we're, we're going to rise to the occasion. We're going to overcome it. All right. All right. Definitely. Definitely. Overcome challenges. That's what I say. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, for the benefit of our of our audience, why don't you tell everyone, where do you live? Where do you call home? I live in the um, central Florida area, actually very, very close to Walt Disney World, about a mile away from entrance to Walt Disney World. So um, central Florida is where I sleep at night. Oh, Central Florida is where you sleep at night. Yes, we're going to get into that because, you know, one of the reasons <laughs> that I wanted to uh, to chat with you is just your incredible story. And I felt like your story is going to be obviously a lamppost or a light of hope for others, but you currently are homeless. Is that correct? Yes, I currently am homeless right now and I actually sleep on a concrete bench very, very close to a major intersection out here in Kissimmee, Florida area. So you're in Kissimmee, Florida, about a mile away from the parks, Walt Disney World, and you actually every night sleep on a concrete bench, which you call your bed there in Central Florida. So, I mean, I want to unpack this. Obviously, I want to find out, um, you know, how you have such a great attitude you know, living in a situation where you are living. And uh, yeah, so let's just jump into it. So maybe you can give us some context. So how, how did you end up in a situation where uh, you're sleeping on a park bench in the uh, evenings at nighttime in, in Florida? Well, the place where I was living before was a hostel and it ended up being sold. And then the electricity got cut off and the Wi-Fi got cut off and the water was going to be cut off. So I wasn't able to stay because I didn't know what was going to happen because they were saying it could be bulldozed down at any time. So I ended up just kind of cutting my losses, packing my stuff and leaving because I don't know, you know, what's going to happen every day. They want to come back one day and there's a, you know, uh, a lock gate in front of them and I can't get in and get anything. So I uh, left and I found a 
somewhat of a safe place to, to go. I can, there's different places I can stay during the daytime, get online to run my business. And then uh, with the bench, at least I'm not sleeping right, right on the concrete ground or I'm not sleeping in the grass. So I am thankful that the bench is at least a little bit elevated up off the ground. It's not the most comfortable, but I, I make it work what I have to do right now. And then for security, you, you were sharing with me that you you have a backpack, you have some other things that you take with you. Obviously, you have a computer and a phone. So you, you use your backpack as your pillow when you're on the bench, and I, I guess you travel light. Is that true? Yes, I kind of travel as light as I can. I mean, there are certain things I obviously need to take with me, everyday clothes and, and bathroom things and, you know, my phone and everything and my laptop. But I do try to travel as light as possible. I do have a a towel that I lay on the bench, and then I have a, I do have a sheet that I used to cover me up with. But I do use my backpack as a pillow, so obviously, you know, nobody's gonna touch any of my stuff. I have it all like tied up together when I'm sleeping, and nobody ha- gonna ever try to steal my stuff. At least I hope they don't ever try to steal my stuff at night. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you tied up. I, I mean, I, I just think that's incredible. And, you know, I, I think your story for me was resonating really, really deeply within just this idea of you have a great attitude, you have a job, you actually help people on a day to day basis. You're not what, you know, unfortunately, I think when somebody says that they're homeless, I, I think there's a mental picture that somebody paints in their mind, especially if they see somebody living or sleeping on a park bench. You know, the idea is that there is no avocation, there's no job, that that's somebody that is um, in a situation that is unfortunate, but you don't imagine that they're going to work, cleaning themselves, going into a Starbucks, meeting with clients, having Zooms, and that's your life. Is that correct? Yes, that, that is my life. I have been doing a whole lot of things free for a lot of other people, and now it's time to start making money so I can get a roof over my head because I say... You know, if I can do all of this stuff, help people internationally, do Zoom calls, do phone calls, have be on podcasts, I'm a five-time Amazon best-selling author, do all these things while being homeless, how much do you think I can do if I actually have a roof over my head and I get a decent night's sleep every night and I can have my own private bathroom and shower because you don't know how, how good it feels to be able to just take your shower for like 25 minutes if you want to and I have to really rush do it quick at the, at the, at the um, gym and stuff like that. So it's little things that, that matter that, like I said, you know, I sleep on a, on a concrete bench, but at least I'm sleeping on a bench and not right on the grass. Cause that would really, you know, you don't know what's in the grass around here. It's kind of gross, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. And, um, you, you know, I just marvel at the fact that we're having this interview. You're either at Starbucks or Panera or, some uh, location like that, some place that has Wi-Fi, and you actually, well, tell everyone that's listening, what do you do for a living? What, what is your actual job that you help people with? I am a mindset, life, and gratitude coach, and what I do is I help um, women, I empower women to say bon voyage to the shackles in their mind to stop them from living the life of their dreams. I am 57 myself, so I know women, when they get to my age, they, uh, oh, is that all there is? They might be a widow. They might be divorcee. You know, the kids are growing up, move out, moved out. And I say, hey, no, there's there's more to life than this. There's a lot of things you can do. I help them to just decide what it is they want to do to live the life of their dreams. And I do mindset makeover calls. I have a six-month program. I have a year-long program. I do um, vision boards and uh, combine a vision board with the Wheel of Life. So I have a lot of different things I uh, offer. I just need to get pay, people paying me to do that for them so I can make some money so I'm not homeless anymore. 
Wow. So so you you are a mindset coach. And I think that this was one of the things that struck me so fiercely in conversations with you. You're a mindset coach. Here you are, homeless, sleeping on a park bench in in Central Florida every evening, yet you're helping other people rise in the process. And you just have this great attitude. How have you maintained such a positive outlook and outreach to other folks, given your circumstance? Where, Where does that come from? Were you born that way or have you cultivated that over time? Uh, I've cultivated that over time. I have uh, like a little thing I do in the morning. I, I call it the five by five by five method to rock solid day, where I practice uh, for five minutes. I do five different things for like one minute each. You know, I, I practice gratitude. I wake up. I think of several things I'm grateful for. I um, write in my journal things how I'm feeling, what happened the night before, what I want to accomplish that day. I ground myself. I'll stand in the in the grass and just kind of take some deep breaths and stretch out. I do take like five really deep breaths to start my day off, and you know things like that. And the first couple minutes of the day, I do all that, and then it starts me off on, on a good tangent for the day because I say, "Hey, look! At least I woke up this morning. How many people didn't even wake up this morning? So at least I did. So it, I I owe it to everybody to." try to make today the best I can make and help as many people as possible out today as I can. Oh man, I, I love that. I love that attitude. I love waking up in a moment of gratitude. Here you are waking up in central Florida, nothing, no roof over your head on a bench with cars driving by and you wake up and you start to list the things that you're grateful for. I think all of us can take a lesson from that, regardless of your circumstance, whether you've got a roof over your head or not, there are things in your life that you can be grateful for. And I think if you start the day with gratitude, it affects every other aspect and area of your life in a positive way. So I, I, I love that. Is that self-taught? I mean, did you did you read about gratitude or is that something that you got through some certification for coaching and that type of a thing? It was kind of like life lessons. I was observing other people, seeing how they were. And I'd like to, you know, help people to have an attitude and attitude. And sometimes some people, you know, I see they might have like a really big house or a really nice car, but they're still not grateful for it. They're complaining that, you know, oh, I have to spend so much time cleaning the house. Oh, the car costs so much for gas, you know, this, that, and the other. It's like, dude, I have to ride the bus around. But I kind of, I reframe negatives in the positive. I say, Hey, look, I'm riding the bus around every day. But, you know, the bus driver is showing me all different parts of the Orlando Kissimmee celebration area. He's doing the driving. He's worried about putting gas in the vehicle. He's got to deal with if anything breaks down. I just, you know, pay my ticket, get on the bus and then sit and relax, you know. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way I look at it and stuff. I don't have to. I can just sit and, sit and spin and relax and, and do whatever. The bus driver's taking me where I got to go. So, and obviously, like, another thing to specific example that I use and I tell people how to reframe negatives into positives. Obviously it's a negative that I'm homeless and I'm sleeping out on a bus stop bench every night. However, the positive is, you know, I am outside, I'm getting fresh air. Hopefully it's not going to rain and I get to learn, I get to, you know, uh, look at the moon and the stars and learn about astronomy. So (laughs) it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not good. I'm not happy being homeless. I don't want to be homeless. I'm trying to not have it happen for too much longer. However, I have to look at it as a good side. Otherwise, I'll <laughs> want to get all crazy and stuff like that, you know? 
Well, I, I think that that's a, that's a great lesson to take. Yeah, you do have to look at the positives. And here you are, for example, you're doing a Zoom call in a, in a restaurant. You don't have to pay for the Wi-Fi. You didn't have to pay the lease or the rent. And so there's a lot of advantage to that. You still have in the, in the, in the, in the United States of America, the greatest technological advanced society that we've ever seen. You have the benefit of being able to do what you do without necessarily having all of the other uh, liabilities that come along with it. I just think that's a great, great way to look at it. I think that you can be positive regardless of any circumstance. And that goes back to happiness is a choice. You choose to be happy, not based on your circumstance, but based on your attitude toward your circumstance. That's right. You you can wake up every day and choose how you want to be. And if you want to choose to be a negative Nelly and go through life all day complaining about everything, you're going to keep finding more things to complain about. If I go through life from being happy and just making the best of whatever situation I've been handed to me, I could ho- hopefully get a lot more opportunities because people are like, oh my gosh, you just, you know, I just want to be your friend. I want to know you. I want to talk to you more. I want to hear about your story. And if I would be all negative, nobody would want to do anything to talk to me or help me. But if I be positive, people are going to reach out and say, hey, you know, how can I help you? What do you, what do you need? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And I I want to I want to address this if you're okay or comfortable talking about it because I know everyone's going to be curious. Um you said so you ended up on the street because you were living in a hostel. The hostel got real caustic, loss of water, electricity, security. You know, you just didn't feel safe, etc. But what gave rise to that? So take us to the origin of the beginning of you ending up in a hostel or ending up homeless. How, how did this come about? Uh, that's kind of a, a long story. Just some place where I was living before the situation wasn't um, good. There was somebody living there that wasn't a happy person. And they were always complaining and they were complaining with the main person that was living there. There was a lot of arguments going on. And it was just, that was, that ended up being a caustic situation. And I wasn't happy. And I, you know, talked to some friends about it. And they, they could tell by my demeanor that I wasn't happy and, and other places just wasn't, you know, it wasn't just a good situation for me to be in. So they could tell, and I was like, let me just get out of this situation, get into another situation. I do find that I do like to be by myself, <laughs> you know. Sometimes with other people it's okay, but sometimes, you know, other people it's not that good. So the more I'm trying to be a little bit by myself and do my own thing, the better it is for me in general, you know. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I, I do think that sometimes people are, are a, a challenge, and I do see the benefit of, of kind of taking the road less traveled and being on your own. I think the, uh, the challenge in today's world is that a lot of people feel like, and this is part of the reason I do the, the Hope Reader podcast, I think sometimes people feel like if they're in a situation that is uh, not sustainable and or economically they feel like they've lost everything, that they feel like they're in a hopeless situation. What, what I marvel about with your attitude is that despite what your circumstance is, even living on a park bench in, in uh, Central Florida, you still have this um, outlook of positivity and this, this goal of impacting and helping others Whereas a lot of people would look at your circumstance and want to help you. Here you are in that circumstance wanting to help other people and rise in the process. You want to lift yourself up. You're not looking for a handout. You're looking to help other people and by helping other people rise out of your own circumstance. And I think that is is just 
commendable to you. I think I, I want to celebrate you for having that kind of an attitude and that kind of a work ethic, given what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Well, thank you, Sean. I do appreciate that. Yes, I am looking to um, get out of this situation. I am looking to help others because I say if I can help others, I want to inspire other people. Even in even if they're in a bad situation, I want to say, hey, you can't be in too much of a worse situation than I am, and I'm still helping others. So why are you <laughs> complaining about stuff? <laughs> you know, sometimes it drives me crazy to hear people complaining about the smallest little things. I'm like, look, <laughs> you know, I don't even have what you have, and I'm still out there helping. And, you know, I'm not looking for a handout. I'm looking for a hand up. And, you know, sometimes I say my name is Bonnie Nambam. I'm homeless, not hopeless. I have, like, a lot of little, you know, things that I like to use with people and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, and a lot of people have uh, uh, tips and stuff, and they give me a hand. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that and stuff? It's like, look, it's not as easy as you make it seem out to be, okay? There's a lot of things going on. I have bad knees. I'm going to need my, have knee surgery eventually, but I can't have knee surgery if I'm homeless. So I got to have a roof over my head, but I got to have money coming in and have a roof over my head. So I have different things I'm offering with my business to do that, to get money. So it's a vicious cycle. So it's easy to say, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Oh, I found this. Oh, Orlando's expensive. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. But it's not all that easy when you really think about it. When I actually tell people, hey, look, this is my whole situation. This is what's going on. What would you do in this situation? And then they're like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, then you're not really helping. You're just making it worse. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to do stuff to help myself. I'm not complaining every day about stuff going on. And if I said that or whatever, once in a while, I'll, I'll post something different on Facebook saying, you know, this is what's going on. This is this. This is that. But I do try to be positive. And if people are respectful and ask me nicely what's going on, I'll tell them. But if I think you're going to be smart pants about something and just, you know, be rude and disrespectful, I'm not going to deal with it. <laughs> you know, it's like I got way too much stuff going on to deal with that. Let me do what I'm doing. Um, let me help other people as much as I can because I know the more I help others, the more I'll get help back. It's, it's karma. Yeah. So eventually, eventually karma's going to catch up with me and I'm going to get some good stuff going on. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I 100% agree with that. You know, that there's a there's a quote that says, uh, I, want, I want to say it was by Jim Rohn or somebody else, but it says it could have been Brian Tracy, but it's the idea is it, you can get everything you want in life, helping enough other people get what they want in life. And so right. the idea is that if you help enough people rise, you'll rise in the process. And that's specifically what you're doing. So let's let's see if we can't help you. Specific to your practice, um, you mentioned that you like working with women. So do you work exclusively with women in terms of coaching? No, I work, I work with guys too. And, you know, I like working with men and women. Just sometimes women are more apt to be a little bit more open with what's going on and they're having problems and stuff, you know, than guys. Like, guys are like, yeah, I can, I can handle everything. Everything is perfectly fine, you know. It's like, no. But I, I work with, with men and women. I do generally work with people over the age of 40. So a little bit more of 
I don't know what, what it's called, but a little more you can, you're on like the same page and stuff like that with somebody closer to your own age, you know? We'll call people over for the a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more seasoned, mature. Yeah. There you right? That's so, it. That's it, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody that falls into that category, I'm going to, I'm going to paint that uh, picture of it being seasoned, wise, mature, <laughs> Not that people that are younger aren't, but, you know, you've been through enough uh, life by the time you hit 40 to maybe have some right. different perspective, right? Have some, uh, right. have have a different worldly view of life in general. And so what what is a prototypical client for you? Like what what's the ideal situation under which you think you can do the best to help somebody? You know, describe a male, female, describe their situation and uh, what you think that you can do to add value. Well, basically, it would be somebody who um, they know what they want in life, but they don't really know how to get it. They kind of think, um, you know, is this all there is? Is there anything else for me to accomplish? And some people are like, oh, I don't have any skills. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm like, no, you have skills. There's a lot of ways you can help people. So we kind of go into, you know, what is what is it you like to do? How do you want to help people? What kind of legacy do you want to lead? And, you know, I do, um, I have had worked with people that have problems with, you know, they get anxious, they get imposter syndrome. They um, have low self-esteem, low self-confidence. They don't want to put themselves out there. It's like, you know, just do it. Just put yourself out there. If you, if you put a video out there, nobody watches it. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Next time you put a video out there, more people watch it. And if people are going to say stuff that's not very nice, then, that's on them. That's not on you. So you just do what you need to do. Get yourself out there and I can help you to um, get out there and live the, live the life of your dreams. You know, like I, like I say, I help you say bon voyage or shackles in your mind to help to stop you from living the life of your dreams. And I like that Bonnie bon voyage. So it kind of works out really good. You know, I like to have memorable things to say. Mindset mentor, gratitude guru, say bon voyage or shackles in your mind, you know? So that's, if you think about Bonnie, say, you know, think of the same, say, Bon Viage, or shackles in your mind with Bonnie, you know, basically that, <laughs> basically that, Sean, you know, that's a quick, that's a quick, easy way to say that, you know? No, I love it. Bon Voyage uh, to shackles in your mind. Bon Voyage, Bonnie Bon Voyage. I like that. But let, let, let's go to one thing that you mentioned, because I think that this is a big area that uh, I've heard a lot of lately. And it was just, I was having a discussion with my family and I've got four boys and my wife and I were talking with them and one of them had brought up this uh, whole idea of imposter syndrome. I think a lot of people suffer from this whole imposter syndrome. And um, I, I guess for me, it's it's not something that I've wrestled with in my own life personally, but like, why don't you describe, you know, an occasion of somebody having imposter syndrome and what you might do to help them? Because I look at you and your circumstance and here you are coaching people and helping other people rise and you're not letting, quote unquote, an imposter syndrome take you down. So, you know, how did you arrive at such a strong mindset? You know, it's, it's like, well, who is anybody else to tell me or anybody what they can and can't do? Yeah, You know, it's, you don't know my whole story, what's going on in my background. You can't tell me that I can't, you know, I mean, you could tell me I'll never be president of the United States and that's going to be true. But, you know, for, for the most part, there's really, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever the mind can achieve, you can, you can, whatever the mind believes you, you can achieve it. 
So, you know, don't worry about um, people think you can't do stuff. Be around people who are supportive, who, who will help you to do that. And yeah, you know, there are people who think, oh, who am I to say this or say that to somebody else? But um, just go out there, just get out there and do it. And don't worry about other people's opinions because unless they're paying your bills or giving you food, don't really worry about them, what other people are saying for the most part. Yeah. I think, I think wisdom is learned through life experiences and it's not something, and, and a lot of people are very, very wise and their circumstance could be something that would not be interpreted as super successful, but they're very, very wise. You know, for example, I think about, I think about um, people all the time that have lived through enough things in life to know what not to do, to know what to do. I think wisdom is learning by mistakes. I think wisdom is life lessons earned the hard way. And I think that regardless of where you are, every single person out there from a three-year-old child that says just the right thing in the right way that blows your mind and makes you reframe um, your circumstance because of this the innocence of a child to somebody that's 90 that has had an abundance of life experiences and they're imparting some wisdom that they've learned along the way to you. Everybody has something to offer. And it doesn't matter what their circumstance is, that there's still value in what they have to offer. And that's exactly what you're doing. Based on your experience, somebody shouldn't discount what you have to say going, hey, listen, you know, you're living on a park bench. Why should I listen to you? Well, that's that's not a fair statement. The fair statement is Bonnie has had 57 years of experience on this planet. She's learned a lot of the things to know what to do. She's had a life, a lot of life lessons, read a lot. And through that, you can impart wisdom and value to someone else through those experiences, both good and bad. True? True, definitely. Yeah, no matter what. And uh, um, Everybody's going to learn from their mistakes and they have a lot of life years and they can say, hey, look, I did it this way and this is what worked for me. Or I did this and this didn't work, so let me help you. Let me help you uh, along and I I don't like to see people just, you know, kind of like roll over and die, so to speak, you know. I've seen people in their 20s and 30s and they sleep half the day and then they want to go watch TV for the rest of the day and then they complain that they're bored. It's like, man, you know, there's a whole big world out there to go and, and do stuff, you know, and just, just get out there and, and do stuff. If it works out, great. And if it doesn't work out, we'll try something different. But don't, you know, don't be discounting what somebody says just because they might have not being in the best of positions and stuff like that. So, hey, don't... Don't ever look down on anybody because of their position. Because, you know, as I say, and there but for the grace of God go I. And anybody can be in any position at any time. And, you know, with craziness that's been going on in the world the last couple of years, this could happen to anybody. So it's just, hey, it's because I'm in this position of being homeless. Don't discount me and don't disrespect me and don't, you know, put me down because I can really, really help a lot of people. But I can also help a lot more people when I have a roof over my head yeah. because then I can really get out there and, you know, have some quiet time and privacy to be able to do these calls. So it's not a lot of crazy stuff going on in the background and all. So it's like, Hey, look, if I can still be able to do these types of calls and be on podcasts and, and be offered to throw off the books and stuff like that, um, I can really do a lot more if I'm in a much better position, which is why I have my programs to help people. You know, sign up for a program, sign up to do a vision for your life call, or we'll do a vision board and a 
wheel of life and you know that i can help you through that, figuring out exactly what it is you want with your life you know i love that and how does somebody uh, connect with you bonnie what's the best way is that through facebook yep that's just through facebook um facebook.com slash bonnie s hardy or on yahoo it's just bonnie hardy at yahoo.com it's b-o-n-n-i-e-h-a-r-d-i-e at yahoo.com or just you know facebook and i've got to figure out my whole phone situation i'm not sure what's going on with that but we'll get that figured out to do a call like that <laughs> but i usually do zoom and i usually do facebook video calls so just contact me through facebook say hey man sean graybeard Hope the podcast. I heard you on there. Very inspiring. Let's hook up. Let me let's see how you can help me. You know. Yeah. Do you do you have a? Um, is there any? Have you started a GoFundMe? Any type of raise? Any type of donations that somebody could use for you? Or do you not do any of that? And you're you're in a position where you're going to earn your way out of your circumstance. Well, I like to be in the position where I can earn my way out of my circumstances. But I did just sign up for this website last week called Buy Me a Coffee. And it's just like buymeacoffee.com slash Bonnie Hardy. And you can donate like $5 for, I don't drink coffee, but $5 up to, you know, however many as you want for like a tea, a lemonade, a bagel. So, you know, because I'm up in air bed all the time getting bagels and, and lemonade and I'm at Starbucks a lot. So, you know, buymeacoffee.com slash Bonnie Hardy. Donate at least five dollars, and I can get a bagel and an iced tea from Panera Bread. Oh, I love that! I love that. So Bonnie dot so buy me a coffee forward slash Bonnie B O N N I E Hardy H A R D I E. Yep, got it. That's it. Yep. So uh, why don't you just for the benefit of uh, our listeners, just describe your typical day and evening? I just want people because you've got such a great attitude, but I want everyone to understand what you deal with on a day-to-day basis. So describe a typical day. And I want to know about how, you know, where do you sleep? When do you sleep? When you wake up, you know, do you go to a gym for showering? You mentioned that a little bit, you, you know, like describe your typical day. Well, um, I usually go to my sleeping spot about um, 11 or so because I don't like getting there too early because it'd be way too much traffic. And I generally get up and get rolling anywhere between like 6 and 6.30 in the morning because by then it's getting light out. It's getting much busier and I don't want to, you know, have anybody. Sometimes people throw stuff out of the car at me and stuff and I don't want anything like that to happen. So I pack my stuff and sometimes I'll go into Starbucks, I'll go into the bathroom and, you know, freshen out for the day, change clothes, get going. Sometimes I'll go to Panera Bread early in the morning about 7, 7.30 and start to work there. Sometimes I'll go straight to the gym and I'll work out and I will um, take a shower, work out, take a shower, go to another Starbucks down by there. Depends on what day it is, if I have a, a call with a client or if I have uh, somebody wants to just set up a call to talk about stuff or um, my, in my coaching group, we do different things in the coaching group. So we might have a guest over there come in or the, one of the coaches is doing the coaching call. So usually earlier in the day, um, I'm busier trying to set up um, podcasts or talking to people about um, being in the books like that. I, I'm in, I'm in several different, Facebook groups. I'm active in there. I got a bunch of emails to go through on a regular basis. So 
Um, it kind of depends. And usually by four o'clock or so, I'm kind of done for the day, so to speak. And then I just kind of relax the rest of the day and online doing stuff, setting up my schedule for the rest of the week, see if there's anybody that I need to talk to. I, I have a bunch of friends that I, you know, communicate with on a regular basis, I private message them, see if they're okay, see what's going on with them, see if anybody needs any help or whatever. And I just let people know, you know, hey, this is what I have going on. You know, the best way you can help me is to like share a comment on my post, do anything like that. Let me know if you need anything or anybody that you can introduce me to or, or, you know, stuff like that. So as long as I have Wi-Fi, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a good place and then I can just be online and do stuff. But I do like to read, so I'll get books in the library and I'll read at night for a while and stuff like that. And then go back to my sleeping space anywhere between 11 and midnight and it all starts all over again. But it's not like I'm sleeping from like midnight to 6 a.m. Because I don't sleep for more than an hour at a time very often. I keep waking up from all the traffic and stuff. And I just kind of go back to sleep again and wake up again and all that kind of stuff. So I don't get like a lot of sleep at night and it's only like in spurts. But I do what I can with what I've got. So that's kind of my day in a nutshell, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get that. One 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 other question. What happens, because it rains a lot in Florida, what happens when it rains? Do you, I mean, do you have a different spot that you go to? Well, if it rains, hopefully it's not raining um, between like 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. And if it does, kind of depending on the direction of the rain, there are like some bus stops that have an overhang that I can like, I can't lay on the bus stop bench itself because there are like dividers on there, but I will put my um, towel on the ground and I'll lay on the ground right behind the uh, bus stop bench. And as long as the rain is not like going in at an angle, yeah, then I'm okay. I mean, there's been more than once a couple of nights ago, the sprinklers came on and I got all wet and there's been times if it is raining overnight, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, out of luck, so I will get wet, but well, that doesn't really happen a lot, thank goodness. So I just try to keep my stuff as protected as possible. Everything's like in plastic bags, and and if I have to go down to the laundromat and dry my clothes, then that's what I have to do. I go there, and make sure it's, everything is as dry as possible, so I'm not putting on wet clothes and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree, and I just, uh, you know, I, I just sit here and I'm marveling at, again, your attitude based on the circumstance, because there, uh, there's a lot of people out there that would imagine some sort of, in their life, worst-case circumstance that wouldn't come close to what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, and yet you still have found a way to be thriving, happy, positive, encouraging, helping others, and I and I just think that you are a true true hope dealer for us and others. And so as we close out the show, I just, I have a a question for you. You know, what would you say to somebody that's listening out there that is um, in a situation that they feel like is their worst case scenario um, that they're going through? Because I I, like you, I do think that there's going to be more and more people that have to face something like this. I think that we are going to tip into a recession. I think we've got high inflation right now, and I think the recession could be caustic. I think that uh, there's a lot of people that could, um, you know, face some significant challenges uh, in the future financially. And so, what would you say to somebody that's listening right now that is dealing with their worst case scenario? How do you maintain that positive attitude? What would you encourage them with, word wise? You know, share some wisdom with us. 
Um, I would say that um, it, it can only get better. It really can't get worse. And there are people that are in worse shape than you. So keep striving to be a better person, to get yourself out of that situation. And just think that, you know, there's probably going to be people out there that want to see you fail. And you're going to be like, oh, no, you're not going to see me fail. I'm going to do this in spite of you. I'm going to do this, you know, no matter what the situation is. Me personally, it's like I, I know who's being supportive and who's not being supportive. And when I am in a better position, I'm going to be like, yeah, see, you should have been more supportive all the way along. Because if you're not there for me during my bad times, you don't deserve to be there for me during my good time. Oh. So, um, it's, <laughs> that you know, is so we start right before there. Before the dawn. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to, it's going to get better. And just think whenever you're in a position like this, you know, and also when you see somebody else in a position like I'm in, be respectful of them. You know, not everybody's in homeless for, for different reasons and stuff like that. And even if somebody is homeless, because they, they drink a lot or they do drugs, they're still the person too. And when you treat a homeless person bad, would you want what would you do if that person was your mom, your sister, your daughter, your cousin, your aunt, or your brother, your son, your father, your nephew? How would you want somebody to treat them? You know, if you treat somebody bad and you know, you you deserve to have people treat you bad and say, you know, but for the grace of God, go I. And anybody could be in this position. How would you want people to treat you if you were in that position? You know, somebody just giving me 5 or $10 could be a big help. I could get breakfast to go get a bus pass or go do laundry. You know, I'm not asking for a lot from anybody. But a little bit from a lot of people <laughs> is good. But just think about, you know, when you go to bed and if you're complaining, oh, my, 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 my uh, mattress is too hard or my pillow is too thick and it's like yeah well my mattress is a concrete bench and my pillow is my backpack so <laughs> so you want to know how bad my neck hurts in the morning how bad my back hurts it takes like five minutes to be able to start walking normally because of my knees and my back and neck hurting so much and stuff so I just just think about that when you meet somebody that's not in as good a position as you are how do you want them to be treated if that was somebody in your family how would you want them to be treated? And I've even had friends that have been homeless that ended up killing themselves because they're bullied so much by other people. And that's just, I would be mortified if I had anything to do with anybody doing anything like that because of the way I treated them. That would be just so, my, my, my soul couldn't take that basically if I ever did something that caused somebody else to harm themselves because I was disrespectful to them. Yeah, and that would not be that would not be good. So, um, just basically uh, try to be as positive as you can, and look for look for the good in everything, and just you know be respectful of others. You don't know what got them in that position, but you know when I tell people now, hey, look, you know me now when I'm like in this terrible position. Think about in six months from now, we could have another podcast, and everything would be so different. But again, when I talked to the first time. She was homeless. She was actually talking out of a, you know, Panera bread and stuff like that. All this noise in the background. And now look at her. Now she we're talking because she's on a cruise ship or she's, you know, <laughs> traveling someplace else. So, oh, whatever. Things are so different. And you had a little bit of part of that because you were positive and I had me on your podcast, Sean, and all that stuff. And 
let people know what was going on and how people could help me and how I can help others and be like, yeah, I know you can say like, yeah, look, I knew it when and now look at it now. You know, uh, now she's on the podcast, it. whole thing and stuff like that. And she's talking author, on the phone. Yeah. Motivational yeah. speaker. Yeah. Help, helping to find Definitely. a nonprofit that helps others that are homeless. You know, like yeah. I, I, I see big things for you, Bonnie. I see big destiny, a big future. I see God turning all of this around and turning what was, uh, for most people, your darkest days into your brightest outcome. I think that uh, sometimes God prepares us for our destiny through some very, very, his ways are not our ways. And so like when, when you look back on it, I think it's going to be a story to tell for sure. Sometimes the, uh, the challenges that we face are the, the mechanism under which we find our purpose and destiny. And, uh, I receive it. I think that's what's going on for you. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your attitude. I want to thank you for your comments, your wisdom, and uh, for being an awesome hope dealer. You know, here you are in this circumstance where you're homeless, living on a park bench in the evening, sleeping there, having to deal with uh, security issues, people tormenting you or, or challenging you or throwing stuff at you, and yet you, you still wake up every morning and and don't complain and get out there and try to help somebody. And I, I, I think that you're an inspiration not only to me but to everyone else that's listening, and I hope everyone that's listening right now goes to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Bonnie Hardy and buy her a coffee because uh, you deserve it. What, what you shared today, that words of wisdom and um, your, your perspective certainly warrants somebody out there listening buying you a coffee. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you, Sean. It was great talking to you. I hope to be one of the best hope dealers that you have. <laughs> and thank you for your support and encouragement. And definitely, I really love the idea of your podcast about everyone being a hope dealer. And I'm glad we got connected and we got this podcast scheduled. So yeah, everybody buy me a coffee, buy me a tea, buy me a bagel, buy me whatever you want, you know? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And uh, we'll be in touch again soon. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Sean. Bye-bye. Wow. What did you think about that one, Sean? Oh my gosh. That, that was powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally like what struck me the most about that particular interview is again, I, I think I said this in our intro, it's just her mindset in, yeah. in the midst of being in that circumstance, you know, to have to, you know, just think about all the accommodations that she has to make. Think about what she has to worry about security. She has to worry about weather. She mm -hmm. has to worry about people, you know, sometimes people are vicious and mean yeah. and throwing stuff at her. I mean, like she's got to be mindful of when she's out there and not out there. And it just, Gosh. so through all of that though, you know, she's just got this phenomenal mindset of, of hope and resilience mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. wanting to help other people. And she will climb out of this circumstance and this situation, which I, I just, I admire that. Yeah. I admire, you know, because how many people in a situation like that would really turn inward oh, absolutely. and focus all kinds of negative self-talk, right? You yeah. know, and how powerful are words, right? Right, right, right. And if they focus that negative self-talk based on their circumstances and go, I'm not good enough, or I did this, or I did that, or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. we all could make better decisions in retrospect, mm -hmm. looking backward, right? But she doesn't let that hold her back. Nope. And she's just going to be this committed person to rising out of this circumstance and doing it through helping others right. rise too, yeah. which, um, you know, that is the definition in my term and in my mind of a hope dealer. Right. Her you know? story is very inspiring. Yeah. Bonnie, you were a phenomenal, phenomenal hope dealer yeah. for us. 
And uh, if you'd like to buy Bonnie a coffee, you can do so by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Bonnie Hardy, B-O-N-N-I-E-H-A-R-D-I-E. Buy her a coffee. You can look her up on Facebook. She's at Facebook at Bonnie Hardy. Uh, Email is bonniehardy at yahoo.com. So if you'd like to interview her, if Mm -hmm. anybody has any type of special resources for her, she's in Central Florida, right by your favorite place ever, (laughs) Disney Disney World. World. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, it's just crazy to think in the midst of all these families and all these people mm-hmm. enjoying the Magic Kingdom and yeah. Disney World and all this other stuff. You got She's people out, that are yeah, out there trying to rise up, living on, you know, living out underneath the stars and the sky and the bright blue uh, sunshine, right? The sunshine and... Well, I think, I think you and I should each buy her a pot of coffee. I think so. You know what? Because she's doing great things out there. She is a phenomenal mm-hmm. hope dealer, and mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you. I think we should do I'm that. I'm going to do it right as soon as I get off this. And if this struck a chord with you, if you were intrigued and or uplifted by her story, please do so as well. It's our way of giving back. And lastly, if you know of anybody that has a great story yeah. of hope to share, feel free to reach out on our Instagram or Facebook at Hope Radio Podcast and... Uh, We're going to be back next week, Jen. Next week. Same time, same place. See you then. All right. Adios. Bye.